Bang! What's up, y'all? I'm Nick, a senior writer over here at Sports Pack 12, and this is going to be our mailbag question segment. So I'll be answering the questions you sent in here in a podcast format, and if you'd like a written response, send them over to fellow senior writer and Dane Miller. And so in all seriousness, I have a lot of fun answering these questions. They take my research and my thinking all over the conference. And one point I want to reiterate is I'm just like you. I'm a Pac-12 fan, so in all seriousness, we're one and the same. We may cheer for different schools, but hey, we're all Pac-12 fans in the end. We're very similar. So from down south to the Arizona schools, to up north to the Washington schools, to east out in Utah and Colorado, we got Oregon and Cali in between. And in our entirety, we make up the Pac-12 conference. And even though we compete against each other during the year, let's come together for this podcast and have a heck of a lot of fun. So without further ado, let's get to today's question. And thanks for tuning in as always. Happy Wednesday alert. A Wednesday alert it is. Okay, I don't know what the Wednesday alert thing was all about, but we got a mailbag question in, guys. So today's question is from Ross in Moscow, Idaho. And he asks, Nick, I may be the only one who enjoys your little stories about your experiences in place where people send questions from, but I wonder if you've won about my hometown. My real question is, did Rolovich step in it with the way he handled the player opt-out thing? So again, question from Ross in Moscow, Idaho. Moscow, Idaho. Co? Cow? Moscow, Idaho. Sorry, Ross. Doing my best here. Doing my best. May have been there. We'll get to that. So again, reread today. Nick. I may be the only one who enjoys your little stories about your experiences in place where people send questions from, but I wonder if you've won about my hometown. My real question is, did Rolovich step in it with the way he handled the player opt-out thing? So let's get to the fun part of this question first. Do I have a story about Moscow, Idaho? Oh, hell yeah. I got like multiple, man. <laughs> I got a couple. What you know about being that kid the first time I ever purchased alcohol? illegally or legally you know i was at like 18 waiting outside the liquor store in moscow and um yeah man <laughs> needless to say it took it took a couple of times of asking was able to get the liquor eventually and uh yeah man also had a great time with my mom out at mingles it's a pool bar out there and yeah just had a i think i had a reuben there had a nice little beer with moms it was awesome and moscow is a really cool place i have a lot of stories there I'm going to end with probably my two favorites, though. Yeah, I've already had two, but hey, man. You asked me about a place I spent maybe a little bit of time with. So one, for a fraternity camping trip, our mission was to go across state lines. And I'll let y'all figure out that state line, what I'm talking about. So obviously, the nearest state was Idaho. And the frat brothers essentially told us, you need to stay out all night and find a campsite. And it doesn't matter where. You just need to be out all night. Keep in mind, this is the middle of winter in Moscow, Idaho. It is freaking cold out there. And to give you an idea of how cold it is out there, <laughs> one of my buddies, Drew, um, awesome guy who's actually the leader of our pledge class. And uh, he, uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> there was definitely some drinking going on the night before. And he, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> trying to get to the story, <laughs> you're gonna, he woke up. <laughs> And his sleeping bag was covered in ice. Like, this dude was covered in ice, man. It was so cold out that night. I remember literally 
having a chewing at one point while smoking a Swisher Sweet. Yeah, so we're talking tobacco on tobacco. Just great, great, random, fun times with the Fraternity Brothers back then. So yeah, just great times. That was technically outside of Moscow. So I don't know if that counts. So a final story. Gosh, I'm having a lot of fun with these stories. Do I have to answer the actual question today, Ross? Can I, can I just talk about Moscow? But um, in all seriousness, the final story here. So doing a late night study session again. Traveled the whole eight miles over to Moscow. Ross, you know what I'm talking about, baby. You're right now. So we went out to the Sherry's out there, I believe it was. And back in those days, as I just mentioned, I was smoking a little cigarettes. So went outside, middle of the night, like 2 a.m., man, 2 a.m. They had free internet. That's why we decided to go there. I think something happened to the internet in our dorm or our apartment or whatever. And so step outside to smoke a cigarette after the meal. By the time I finished my stove, my Coca-Cola was frozen solid. We're not talking about slushy. That ish was frozen solid, man. Moscow, I got a lot of stories. Seriously, guys, if you haven't been there, it's a great place. Probably a lot different than the rest of Idaho, but this isn't a tour guide travel lecture here. Yeah, I have some stories at Ross, but seriously, great times, great people. Moscow, very diverse, interesting environment. Again, just it's a really unique place. I'd highly recommend visiting it. So do have a lot of cool stories there. Okay, let me get to the actual question, guys. So, in terms of Rolovich, and did he step in it the way he handled the player opt-out thing? Yes, and ultimately no. So, like, yes, 10%, but 90% no. And the reason why, and if you're just looking at WC's recent history of football, Mike Leach essentially had a Trump poster hanging in his wall, in his office, excuse me. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm keeping political affiliations out of this, but... You're looking at a bunch of players were still willing to play under this under a viewpoint that some people may consider racist. Again, I'm keeping politics out of this for this part. But the thing is, Leach won, so people seem to overlook that. On top of that, Leach berated players. He made fun of like, what was it, like a softball community college level, JV, JUCO, whatever. He was making fun of like cool, hardworking, athletic girls. Made fun of his own teammates. And ultimately, you risk Luke Falk with a concussion if you're going back to that UCLA game a couple years ago. Really risked a young kid's career and life. But he won. He won. So it's very easy to overlook things when you win. And that's kind of one of my big problems with the sporting world. I'm not going to go on that whole rant today. Just going to answer the actual question. So in terms of Rolovich, did he step in it with the way he handled the player opt-out thing? Well, the Cougars start off 0-4. Oh, heck yeah, he stepped in it. All of a sudden, administrator is going to be looking at you a little bit funny, a little bit sideways. Now you're a troublemaker. But if he hops out to a 4-0 start, this will long be forgotten. And it's the only way about it. And with so much going on in the world and so freaking much, I think we all we all know that UConn essentially withdrew from football. I think D3's kind of canceled their season, something along those lines. So with all these different things going on here, what was my actual point, guys? What was my actual point? Oh yeah, so talking about Rolovich, I don't want to get too serious today. For me though, this is a very scary sign. With regards to, again, the previous coach of Mike Leach, Mike Leach, a lot of people would probably consider him an asshole, but he is who he is. You know what I'm saying? He is who he is, and he's comfortable with that, and you got to respect the guy for that. There's no BS. He's not hiding anything. He's not. He's being himself. Whereas with Rolovich... I think he kind of had this mantra as a player's coach coming in, you know, with the clown suit thing in Hawaii. And you heard a couple of kooks say that in interviews type stuff. 
They had this whole player-coach mentality. And now that just seems kind of like BS. And the thing is, it's not like he knew this was being recorded. Obviously, that was illegal, so that was probably wrong in his own right, but that's not the question here today. But looking at Rolovich, man, he released some statement like apology, you know, players can join this movement now, whatever the official name is, the Pac-12 Players Movement. And it felt so bs man. It just felt so BS. So for me, I just I just don't know what to say, guys. It really hurts his credibility. You can't say your one thing and then act another way. And the thing about the particular demands, we're not going to go down the whole lengthy list because some of them probably are, quite frank, unreasonable. I personally think it's a pretty cool idea that people are standing up for, first and foremost, their health. I mean, come on, their health, that's pretty important. Two, changing in social justice. I am all for enhancing all different types of cultures, not just the African-American community, but we can start there. I think that's beautiful as well. And then medical expenses just associated with football in general. And there's a couple more things on this list. But if you're a true players coach, wouldn't you support your kids in doing this? And I understand, actually my dad raised this point, so my dad gets credit for this. My dad came off with the point, you know, this could divide the team and maybe the coach is, that's the reason why I felt that way. But as a coach, don't let this be a divider. You need to be a connector, not a separator. And this is a very scary issue because had this not get recorded and gone under the table, Rolovich may have kicked a heck of a, maybe, you know, maybe not a heck of a bunch, but a couple guys off the team. And that could have created a divide because even though players say, you know, I got to be out there, you know, I, I got a future, I'm trying to make the NFL, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do that, there is a subconscious layer to life. And whether you know it or not, you see your brother getting kicked off the team for trying to support his own health, that's got to play in your mind. A little bit. Like, a little bit. That's just from a subconscious, pure psychological perspective. So, we've... Damn, this has been nine minutes already? I've been talking, y'all. <laughs> Alright, guys. I think I'm going to wrap it up. So, Ross, we got a fun and then maybe a little more serious answer. Conclusion today, in terms of Moscow, I don't know why I couldn't get the top, but it is Moscow, right? And Write me back, Ross. <laughs> so, Moscow has some great stories, most notably the camping trip with the fraternity brothers, but maybe that's technically outside the city limits. So, I just want to say, great place, and if you're a cigarette smoker, do not be smoking stoves during the middle of the winter at home. Um, <laughs> like 2 a.m. Your Coca-Cola will freeze. But in all seriousness, great, amazing place. I love the people. And seriously, it's a lot different than maybe what people think Idaho is. I really, really like Moscow. And hey, it's just a cool community. That's it. Enough of my rant. In terms of Rolovich, I don't think that we can say whether he stepped in or not right now. That's all going to depend on whether he wins or loses. I don't like that. Again, for me, from a moral perspective, I, I just don't like that. But if he wins, it's probably going to be forgotten. If he loses, this may be the catalyst to get him fired. So that's my answer today, guys. Thank you for listening as always. One love. Stay humble. Stay hungry. Eat a cookie or something. I don't know. Chocolate chip cookie sounds kind of nice. It's my sister's birthday, y'all. I'm out. Wish her happy birthday. We're off to the wild land of Cheesecake Factory. Deuces.